Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the banks of the Charles River, this is Reporters Roundup. Bringing you the stories, making news right now on WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ News Time 1230. 42 degrees in Boston, and good afternoon. I'm Rod Fritz, WBZ News. Welcome to Reporters Roundup on this Wednesday, December 20th. Here are the stories making news right now. Reaction from some of those most deeply affected by the abuse and the cover-up. I'm Lana Jones. This is Carl Stevens at the Pine Street Inn, where new technology makes it possible for the homeless to contact long-lost family members. McDonald's introducing a vegetarian burger. I'm Steve Kastenbaum. I'm Adam Kaufman. Patriots as a team in good shape, but there's some drama off the field. Cable TV streaming has brought cable TV password sharing, and a crackdown is coming. I'm Tracy Jonke for Bloomberg Business. The Dow's up 7, the Nasdaq down 2, and the S&P 500 is up just a smidgen. WBC News time coming up to 12. 1231. This portion of the news is brought to you by Toyota's official website for deals. Buyatoyota.com. Reflections today from victims of sexual abuse as children at the hands of priests in the Boston Archdiocese. This on word that Cardinal Bernard Law has died in Rome. Law, who headed the Archdiocese before resigning in 2002 amid accusations that he had covered up the abuse, was 86 years old. The Vatican says Pope Francis will take part in Law's funeral, scheduled for tomorrow, St. Peter's Basilica. WBZ's Lana Jones covered the child sex abuse case here and Law's eventual resignation. And she's just out of a news conference held by attorney Mitchell Garabedian, who represents a number of these victims. She joins us live. Now, Lana, did you hear from any of the victims at all? We did. We heard from uh, two of the hundreds and hundreds of victims that uh, Mitch has represented over the years. Um, Alexa McPherson was one of them. Uh, she said that Cardinal Law's death does absolutely nothing to rectify the pain that uh, she has felt since her abuse as a child and, and expects to feel the rest of her life. She says, you threw us to the wolves. You were more concerned about the image of the church than you were about us. And she is very angry that uh, Cardinal Law at this point will never be held accountable for uh, the actions that he did not take. Uh, Robert Costello was abused as a boy at St. Teresa's in, in uh, West Roxbury. Um, he said he, this morning his first thought was when he heard about the death was where's the party? And then as it does every day, he said all of that, the pain of, of eight years of abuse at the hands of uh, Father John Cotter came washing over him and he realized this was a very solemn occasion and uh, this is something that, that he'll never forget. He called uh, Cardinal Law a cruel and selfish and a bastard. And uh, uh, again, uh, Phil Saviano also was there today. And uh, from the uh, uh, Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests, uh, Phil Saviano says this is Judgment Day. He's known for several days that uh, Cardinal Law was uh, near death and, and says that uh, when death finally came, 
he uh, he sort of felt like um, uh, he, he's he's just wondering if Cardinal Law ever faced up uh, to to his role in in the uh, priest abuse scandal. Now I know you covered this story after it broke. Of course, we first heard about it from a Globe Spotlight investigation. What comes to mind as you think about the death of Cardinal Law? You know, I remember meeting Cardinal Law for the very first time when he held a a, uh, a meeting over at uh, the the old rectory, the uh, mansion there on Commonwealth Avenue, and uh, he seemed very humble and he very charming when he when he first came to town, and he wanted everybody to know that the the luxurious surroundings that the previous cardinals had been living in was going to be transformed into an office building. He said that uh, he would have a small apartment in in that building and that uh, uh, he was. Was going to live responsibly within within the church's means. Over the years, he was a very charming man. He was a great politician. He was quite the fundraiser. Um, but then the priest scandal uh, began to break, and uh, at first he 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 was sort of in denial about it, as I recall. Um, and and finally, I, there, I remember one news conference where he was so angry that there would have been suggestions that that any uh, uh, more priests within the archdiocese uh, who'd been accused were, were still in active ministry. And then Rod, just days, just days after uh, that news conference, uh, the archdiocese uh, was forced to uh, put out a statement uh, listing six more priests that uh, had just been removed because it was discovered that there were accusations in their files, accusations that turned out to be credible, and of course that just grew over the course of the following year. Yeah, indeed, and then the Cardinal resigned in December of 2002. Lana Jones, thank you. You're listening to Reporters Roundup on WBZ, and you know, a common practice among cable users is about to become a big no-no. Tracy Jonke joins us from Bloomberg Business. So, Tracy, what are they talking? Uh, let, me, let me rephrase that question. What are they doing that has the cable providers uh, ready to take action here? It is the uh, 21st century equivalent of stealing cable rod, except you don't have to mess around with any wires. Cable TV streaming means anyone can watch at no extra cost if they have someone's username and password. Industry research indicates as many as a third of us have shared these passwords. ESPN recently asked a group of 50 sports fans in their 20s and early 30s if they've done this. They all raised their hands. To uh, cable providers and networks, it means a lot of lost revenue. One industry researcher estimates the loss at $10 billion over the next four years. So a crackdown is underway. ESPN has reduced the number of simultaneous streams from one account. It's down to five now, and ESPN is looking at cutting it more. And Charter wants more cable networks to do the same and to force the actual subscribers to sign in more often, Rod. All right, Tracy Jockey of Bloomberg Business. Everything is nearly in place for President Trump to deliver on his promised Christmas gift to America. That is the massive tax reform bill, which will become law once the House approves it. They're voting on it right now as I speak. Then it'll go to the president. Joining us to talk about it, which remains unpopular in the latest polls, by the way, CBS News political consultant Leonard Steinhorn and Professor, do we know who's really going to benefit from this bill? Well, that's a great question. I mean, we know sort of the bottom line is that when you look at the numbers, uh, most people are going to get a tax cut. Now, some won't. Some may end up paying more. 
but the majority are going to get a cut. So you break it down to sort of average families. The median household makes about $60,000 in this country. They're going to get about $60 a month over the next few years. Now, this tax cut expires in 2025 for households. The average millionaire family, the sort of top half of 1%, they're going to get about $6,000 a month in a tax break. So you can say that everyone benefits, but some people benefit a great deal more than others. The larger theory of the Republican Party in passing this is that by cutting taxes on corporations and on wealthy folks, they're going to pour that money back into the economy. They're going to invest. It's going to create jobs. It's going to spur growth. Everyone's going to benefit. All of our boats will rise. But here's the thing. It's based on an unproven theory. The notion is that corporations and individuals reinvest it. But you see, today, corporations have record profits. They're not necessarily increasing worker wages or reinvesting it into their productivity. They're buying back shares of stock. They're sort of doling out dividends to their shareholders. Who's that benefiting? The people who own stocks, not the rank-and-file Americans. So if it works, it's a 10-strike. If it doesn't, it could be a gutter ball. Next year is an election year for the House of Representatives and for some senators. Are Republicans taking a huge gamble on this? Well, yes, they are taking a huge gamble, especially with polls that show this is an extraordinarily unpopular bill, perhaps one of the most unpopular bills in decades. The Republicans realize this. They see that this tax bill is not popular, and they're going to do everything they can to sort of use public relations techniques to make it more popular, to make people think that they've gotten a win. That is Professor Leonard Steinhorn, CBS News political consultant, kind of breaking it down for us on this tax reform bill. And as I mentioned... The House is voting right now. There's something new at the Pine Street Inn this holiday season, and I'm here with WBZ's Carl Stevens because you, Carl, yep. are going to tell us what it is. Yeah, because I just got back from the Pine Street Inn. I know Street you Inn. did. There are two kiosks, and yep. they're called Miracle Messages. There's one in the men's shelter, one in the women's shelter, and what these things do is it is new technology incorporated by a startup company here in Boston, and what it allows of the homeless to do is go up to these kiosks, you, you click a few things, and you're in contact with a volunteer from Miracle Messages. And what the individual at the shelter might say is, I'm looking for family member John Smith, for example. Mm-hmm. I last saw him in Clearwater, Florida, whatever, whatever information they have. And then what these volunteers with Miracle Messages do then is get on social media and try to track down either the relative or the friend. There was a fellow at the shelter two weeks ago who was in contact for the first time in years with an old friend actually from Florida, and they're going to get together thanks to Miracle messages. It's a whole system that was donated to the Pine Street Inn. Sort of a a startup company got it going here in Boston. This is fantastic, especially over the holiday season. This is such a difficult time for so many of the the homeless. At at the time when we think and we know how important it is to be in touch with family, they don't even know how to get a hold of their family. Yeah, indeed. Carl Stevens, thank you. WBC News Time 1248, 42 degrees in Boston. I'm Rod Fritzen. Here are some of the stories we're following in Reporters Roundup. Any moment the House expected to pass the tax reform for a second time. That's because the Senate was forced to make several changes before approving it early this morning. The 
president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, says he is praying for victims of clergy sexual abuse following the death of Cardinal Bernard Law in Rome. And coming up, do vegan and McDonald's belong in the same sentence? Well, correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will introduce us to the McVegan. Yeah, straight ahead. On the Ring Central news line from the ticket.com sports studio here with uh, WBZ's Adam Kaufman. Is there or is there not a rift going on within the Patriots organization? There's certainly a rift between Bill Belichick, the head coach slash GM, and Tom Brady's personal trainer, body coach, and business partner, Alex Guerrero, who also happens to be the godfather of Brady's son, Ben. Clearly, there is a special relationship there between Tom and Alex, and here's the crux. If anyone missed the article in the Boston Globe, Alex Guerrero is no longer allowed to treat players other than Tom Brady in his own personal office that he has inside Gillette Stadium. A lot of people didn't even realize, myself included, that he had one of those, and that includes people on the beat, by the way. Guerrero has also reportedly been banned from the team plane, can't travel on road trips with the club, and his sideline access has been revoked. These are pretty significant measures. Bill Belichick has been asked about it. He has declined to discuss it. Alex Guerrero has declined to discuss it. Tom Brady, short of saying that Guerrero is the reason that he is still playing at the age of 40 and that he is a friend and he supports him has avoided the issue as well most assume rod i think it's a logical assumption that there is a rift between guerrero and bill belichick and friction with the medical and training staffs because of different methods you know the team has its methods that have been effective for a long long time and guerrero has his alternative methods that not only brady but rob gronkowski and julian edelman danny amendola and much of the team has since sought out to pursue all the pliability and everything else i'm I'm not going to pretend to understand all of the medical components to it that keep brady doing what he's doing beyond just his natural born gifts this is significant because you're talking about a guy who tom brady is very loyal to in alex guerrero and i don't know where this goes from here but it seems like if guerrero hasn't been on the sidelines all season long so far things are going okay yeah let's hope so too all right adam kaufman thank you very much don't forget that the uh, patriots will host the buffalo bills this sunday well last night at the target store in framingham it was shop with a cop night dozens of police officers were there helping 180 kids do some christmas shopping they do it every year however there was also one woman there who tried to make out like the grinch Joining us on Reporters Roundup, Norman Miller, a reporter with the Metro West Daily News. He has an article in today's paper. Last night turned out to be pretty bad timing for this woman, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you'd think that there'd be better options than going to a store full of 65 to 70 police officers if you allegedly are planning on stealing. Yeah, so what happened here? Well, uh, the local police departments over here, Framingham, Natick, and a couple others, every year do this shop with a cop event. They use some money from their police association. They partner with Target, take the kids shopping, you know, helping underprivileged kids get gifts. While they were there, Melissa Allen, uh, she's a homeless woman, but she's in the Framingham area, frequently came in. I guess she saw the police officers and actually spoke to them about why are there so many officers there? And then allegedly she filled the carriage up with electronics and clothing and just 
tried to walk out the store. I don't think she got very far, did she? No, I guess security uh, stopped her when she started putting up a stink. A couple of police officers who were nearby came on over and uh, arrested her. The police out there do this every year. This is a wonderful thing that they do. Oh, it's a great event. I mean, the it's, it's a it's a good way for numerous reasons. One, you're helping young children, you know, gifts for Christmas, maybe things they weren't able to get because, you know, times are tough for a lot of families. And two, I mean, a lot of times, for the first time for a child to see a police officer is in a bad situation, someone's getting arrested, there's a crash. This is, you know, totally positive. The police officers love it. I mean, if you look at the photos, all you see are big smiles on the police officers' faces. They love to be able to get out there and, you know, be seen in a different type of situation rather than just, you know, pulling over the kid's parents or going to a house because of a break-in or something like this. This is like a non-stress, all-positive situation all around. Oh, for sure. All right, thanks very much. Norman Miller, reporter with the Metro West Daily News. Shop with a cop. So McDonald's is trying something new. The McVegan. Yeah, has no meat at all in it. None, zero, zip. It's got a soy patty and an eggless sauce. Sounds yummy, doesn't it? Joining us on Ring Central Newsline... Correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. So what's what, what's this all about, Steve? So there's a growing demand for plant-based food items. So McDonald's was trying out this vegan burger, not just vegetarian, but vegan, has no animal products in it whatsoever in Europe. And they are now going to make the McVegan a permanent menu item in their restaurants in Sweden and Finland. And if uh, it goes well, it could expand to other uh, McDonald's restaurants around the world. Well, any chance that would show up in the United States? It could. Uh, if it does well uh, in Europe, uh, and it seems that it will, uh, there are certainly areas around the United States, especially in our densely populated cities, where there is a demand for vegetarian option. There has been for a long time at uh, McDonald's here in New York, for, for example. So it could uh, spread. But, but think of the impact uh, that this would have uh, on the food industry, because M- McDonald's really transformed uh, the beef industry as it brought chopped meat burgers to the world. Uh, and so if they were to, um, you know, really expand uh, this vegetarian McVegan option to all of its restaurants around the world, it potentially could really revolutionize the uh, the, the vegan or vegetarian food industry. But gosh, what's in there? I mean, <laughs> A McDonald's burger, uh, the ingredients themselves are a mystery, so who knows what's in the McVegan, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose the folks in Sweden and Finland are about to find out. Thanks, Steve. Reporters Roundup on this Wednesday, December 20th, 2017, is in the books. Ed Golden, our producer today, Joey Lee over there in Master Control, Kate Gallagher's the editor, and I'm Rod Fritz. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.